We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm trying to be what I'm destined to be. And trying to take my life away. I put up. This is, Ryan, this is one of Ryan's training songs for today. Hey, quick, hi- quick hijack moment, real quick. No, no, Let's go, go. Yesterday we did. Uh, I don't know if this is part of big deal or no big deal, but we talked about how the NFL is going to review roughing the passer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you guys happen to see the Nick Bosa sack on um, what's his face, um, Geno Smith? No. Okay. So. Damn it, you didn't see it. Well, it no. was like... Was it, it this was, where they called three penalties all on the defense? Well, there was a holding, a holding, and then a, I think an illegal a, hands to the face? Well, no, I think it was just, just roughing the pass by Nick Bosa, but it was a basic... Uh, you're talking about, and then they threw an interception that got called back. So, But it was a sack on the on Geno Smith, and it was, it, you know, as routine as routine can be. Like, as innocent as innocent can be. And then the penalty is laughable, comical. Right, the fact that they they called this play, they gave up an interception that they returned for a touchdown, and it just made me think of our discussion from yesterday, like how a lot of people don't want it because they don't want to slow down the game. But this is what you were talking about, Lou. How one of those plays can, it can extremely change the yeah. complexity of the game. They they got the sack, they got an interception, they ran it back for a touchdown, and sure as hell they called it off. Yeah, it's amazing. Game changing. That was it. That was well, a quick little sidebar. Still, That's all. Niners I are fun to watch, aren't they? Man, Purdy. Purdy, Purdy, he's Purdy. He's got pretty mouth. Purdy, good. That's amazing. What a crazy story that would be if they actually end up going to the Super Bowl and winning it. But it's, it's. I'm saying defense. Tom Brady. That that is a defense. Like that is the elite defense in this league. And Buffalo might have, but they have a lot of injuries in the backfield. Whatever they got. But that and offensively, even with Purdy, you know he was doing great. It's just the way they just. They're just so good at calling plays. Everything. The the, the Kittle touchdown, the first one, like everything. The The delay, the delay screen, the the delay delay up the middle was awesome. I mean, it was like, you know, Patricia's like, ooh, we we can run that off of a screen? Perfect. That's (laughs) our offense. Yeah. I'm going to fake a screen and then run a tight end delay up the middle. Stop. And then, then yeah, a delayed tight end little seam route by Hunter Henry. Oh, nice. Uh, Something off a screen. But they are, they're fun to watch. Um, I was saying, actually, on Sunday, in that win against Arizona, even with the frustration from Mac Jones, I thought he played great. Mm-hmm. And I know there was like, no touchdowns, one pick, right? Um, but And I, his I, arm got hit on that. Yeah, yeah. As I, many people are noting. But I, I thought he played a really good game. Like, the screens, it's like a call. You have to throw that. But the other stuff... Was it 13 well, for 23, 177? If you take out the Aguilar drops, say, it, was, it was really nice. We say the term game manager, and a lot of times that comes off sounding like you're just like an insult. The, like you're handing the ball off. You're a Jimmy G on a 49ers team. You know, that that's like the connotation that that has. But he was managing in a way at the line of scrimmage where he was essentially like, 
coaching the offense from the line of scrimmage because of the way that that the play calling was coming in from the sideline, right. as we saw then yeah. when he starts waving him off and swearing at him. So, I mean, I think that's a big part of it, right, Lou? Yeah, so I, I thought he was good. And I, and I made a point of pointing that out because, you know, the, offensively they still, he was frustrated, they didn't look great, screens, a lot of negative emotions about the offense. But I wanted to point out that I still thought he was good in this game. I just don't know why we always have to go to this like weird extreme. Like, what do you what do you mean? Like Mark Daniels, for example, on Mass Live. Mark Mark Daniels Mac Jones has been one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL since the Patriots bye week. The last four weeks. See, I was I was expecting a drum, but uh Ryan's in here giving us a commercial. So I mean, hold on, say it again. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. Say, yeah. Mac <laughs> Jones has been one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL since the Patriots bye week. Boom. Boom. Yeah, that's uh so here's I mean, the thing. You can we, create any narrative there. you want. You can, No, but actually what you Has know. he been? No. What are we doing? No, he is not. Not a ch- <laughs> Ryan you. just got back in the studio. <laughs> right, Thank you for adding that, Ryan. <laughs> what I missed. Excellent job. I mean, really, why do we got to go there? Like he's been good. He's been better than he was the first three obviously. But has he really been one of the best quarterbacks like in the league? No. And part of that is because of what he's dealing with. I get it. But why do we have to go there? Why, you know, I'm going to write. He's been the best, and, and he gets into it because he says since week 11, he's fifth in the league in passing yards, averaging 264 yards per game. Like, is that the average per game? Was that fifth in the league since passing yards? Because there's also been a bunch of bye weeks. So we basing this off like three weeks of some quarterbacks and four weeks of of, of Mac. I don't know. Over the past four games, Jones completed 70% of his passes. We've all watched these yeah. games, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, what was he on the screens? 10 for 12? 11 for 12? 12 for 12? I mean, it's a screen. Well, he completed every one, probably. Maybe right. just one. So, and he says uh, 70%, which is uh, bested only by Herbert and Andy Dalton. So now we're like, he's our know, third best passing percentage. We've seen the passes. His Hold three, on. What? You're telling me he's up there with... Andy Dalton? Andy Dalton. Wow. This great Andy Dalton, which is an accomplishment. <laughs> they However, put that in there, huh? His three touchdowns rank him 23rd. Oh. But he's only got one interception. So his interception rate is down to a point seven compared to the first three games of 5.2. You know, and it's just... How about it, red zone efficiencies? I, don't know. I mean, it's like... I gave him credit because I felt like there was a lot of bashing going on, mm-hmm. and it's just like the offense, and, you know, and with everything surrounding him, I thought he played well. I don't. Do we really have to say that he's like been one of the like the best quarterbacks so, in the league the last four weeks? Obviously, like Mark is writing this from a statistical angle, like it's crunching the numbers and showing how the numbers demonstrate where he ranks highly among these other quarterbacks. But just by throwing Andy Dalton in there, that's why like I laugh at that comparison. Yeah. Is that Ooh, it's Andy this Dalton. thing where you can you yes, Mac Jones has been better certainly to your point, Lou. But you can like twist these stats around to make a lot of individual players' efforts look good. It's just, it is kind of ignoring the bigger picture, which is that this offense is such a complete S-show that you're you're like, well, I understand he's doing all that he can, but what, what are you nodding at me for? Wait, what are you, I'm waiting for you to finish. Well, I can't because you're like, you're making side eyes at Lou, <laughs> and then you're nod nodding and up at I'm me. I'm waiting for it too, what do you got? Well, because you're going to tease me for this. Okay. What is Mark Daniels doing to us right now? Oh, what is he doing? He's gaslighting us. Absolutely, Mego. That that's basically. See, isn't it just easier to he's say he's gaslighting to make us? The numbers look like something that they're not. Yeah, and I said to say, well, no. If like all he does is throw screen passes, no, everything counts. 
Like if you take out the screen passes, the jets, the the jet sweeps, and you take out every shovel pass, which counts as a pass, including the yardage afterwards. Like, sure, the stats look great, but like, trust your eyes. I'm not talking to you. I feel like you're Mark no, Daniels. No, no, I know. Trust your eyes, Mark. He, 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 in this article too, he's got like Joe Judge, and you know, of course, Judge gives up the uh, you know all well, a lot of things I see. You know, time. Oh my god, it's like half the article. And, the quote uh, in there. You know, Mac does uh, is in the game, whether it's uh, checking the run or get us in the right play or throw us the ball away, save field position if you're down in the red area, or get into field goal position with a long oh, third the red and long. area. There we go. You know, red area or fringe is. red area. When, when we're not going for a first down, I'll like, tell you right now. <laughs> like save, save. He says save field position if you're down in the red area, or get into field goal position on third and long, and say we're not going for the first down. When you talk about the red area, the red area is you know a very dynamic area of the field. It's very different when you go through different zones. Like we're going for the field goal wherever it may be. Understanding those situations does a really good job of that. Like so, you guys don't understand. Like he's he one of the best quarterbacks the in the field league. Goal- yeah. Unit is coming out like third and fifteen. He's okay with you know just just calling a play or us calling a play and him throwing it four yards. And now it's th- you know fourth and eleven, getting a field goal, or throwing a ball away, or uh, you know setting up a screen. Like it's all <laughs> it's all defensive mindset. Is it the twenty five to the twenty in that fringe area? Are you talking about the twenty to the fifteen? Like it, it, it's it's yeah. He's doing a good job because he's he's got two bumbling idiots that are running this offense. So, but can we stop with the whole best in the league? I know. Oh, I got to ask. Smokes, I, one of the best in the league. I guess I'm trying to understand what the point of this article is. Is it to say that Mac is in this incredibly limited, incredibly limited offense? And so, and he's performing the highest that he can in this very limited offense? I would rather. Or yeah, is it to yeah. say, like, look at this and say, um, okay, this is what he's doing in this. This number of quarterbacks in the league probably could not have these stats in this awful, awful basic offense. or the, And this number of quarterbacks would probably do better. Because if that's the exercise, then, like, make that the exercise. Just by right. kind of, I'm not saying cherry-picking, but it feels like kind of cherry-picking these stats to make it look good. It's like, well, we've all watched this offense over the whole country has watched this offense in primetime. Last month. And they've all come away from it going, gross, I don't even want them on Sunday night football. Yeah. I mean, the article, the headline should be, given the circumstances, Max actually been okay. Yeah, I like that. I Under like the that circumstances. You... Under the circumstances, yes. Max actually been okay. Yes, and that's the way you need that's to phrase the headline. it. It's Under the circumstances. One of the, one of the, one of the best Jones, in the league? Circumstantially, yeah. Max Jones yeah. is a great quarterback. I feel like that should, it should it, 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 like, if and you want to. And I would agree with that. If you want to, like, that's why every after every game I say, under the circumstances, because if you're going to handicap this, like what he what he has to overcome as compared to some other quarterbacks with the same skill set, you go well, well. Hell, he's doing a damn good job. Yeah, under and the he's circumstances, barely complaining. He's barely causing yeah. a stink. Yeah. Barely. barely, he hasn't thrown anything yet. Yet, yet. but maybe that's coming. Yeah, but uh, under the circumstances, you got to be like, wow. It's almost like he's doing this on his own. It's like his compass is broke, and he's just like he still knows where, how to go due north. Cannot be serious. So I got to ask, because he brings up, uh, he says, Mac Jones looked different at the beginning of the 2022 season. Talked about uh, two touchdowns, five interceptions in the first three games. But the the way that the offense operates is so dramatically different yeah. from those first three games where it was a lot of these, you know, trying to push deep down the field, the 50-50 that were supposed to be 80-20 balls to hmm. Devontae Parker. Or that, that was like, the whole mindset, and now it's screen, screen, screen. Have you screen, seen a fifty fifty like since death by a million no. paper cuts? Have we seen a fifty fifty since you got back? So no. I, of course the numbers are going to be different. Of like the completion are. rate is going to be higher. I agree. I, I, 
I don't know. I just think it's kind of odd. All right, let's get one more call here before okay. we go to break. Let's go to Ray in Boston. Go ahead, Ray. Hey, guys. Um, I just, you brought it up. Imagine if Mac Jones was on the 49ers, how good he would be. He would look like Purdy. Yeah, would well, he'd be better. Said, he'd be better than Purdy. He'd be like Garoppolo. He'd be that, better with than that him. being said, I am so sick of the BS management at WEI. I've been listening to Maroney and Fourier since 2014. Tim Benz, maybe 2016, Tim Benz was on the Midday Show. I've been listening to you guys. God bless you for sticking with me. Yeah, thank for, you. Forever, and you were always my favorite program. Your management, anytime something starts working, you guys get a new manager. I don't know what it is, and they got to run in and shake up, shake up the station. I listen to the station from 5.30 a.m. in the morning on my service van to 5.30 at night, and I love your program on the ride home. And I hate how everything's being broken up. I hate how they're taking Gresh's talent, I mean, uh, uh, Keith's talent, and putting it at night. I hate how they got rid of Mutt. And you know what? I'm, I'm really kind of getting sick of it. You guys are awesome. Mego, you're awesome. Don't want to forget you either. And uh, I just really am not happy with your management. I'm not happy with the way the station's going. And I just want to say out loud that it's BS. Thank you for everything you guys have done with us. We're going to the best in football. Uh, Fourier, the the best in baseball. Fourier, the best in football. And Mego, you got a great perspective on everything. So thanks for the laughs, guys. Thanks for the great segments. Thanks for everything. Um, And that's all I got to say. Thank you. Bye. Wow. Thanks, Ray. Just just a reminder, guy. Our final show won't be, it'll be Tuesday. It'll be Tuesday. It's not today. It is Tuesday. I know Gresham Keefe, I know Keefe is off the last two weeks. For today, it was for them. Ours will be on Tuesday. So, yeah. And, and, you know, listen, um, nobody died. Right? Yep. yep. Nobody died. I'm pretty sure. Um, Thank God. Maybe dying inside. <laughs> maybe something inside of me died a little bit. <laughs> if I fart, that's my death coming out of me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, let's go to break. When we come back. We've already seen a bunch of good quality coaches leave this organization. Are they about to lose another one? We'll talk about Gerard Mayo next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Look, there's no secret. There's no secret, and I've said this from day one, that I want to be a head coach in this league. And there's no secret that I love New England. I love I love. The New England states, I love this area. My family loves this area, and they've, they've uh, welcomed us with open arms since 2008 when I first got here. That would be the best-case scenario. With that being said, like, I want to be a head coach in this league. And I'll tell you this, and this is coming from my mouth, Bill is still as sharp as ever. All right, yeah. this guy is still going. Like I, you can say, he's getting older or whatever. <laughs> this guy, he's still there, and he still works harder than a lot of other people. So we'll see what happens. That would be the best case scenario that I could stay around here. But and you know, I'm just not sure. That was Gerard Mayo, the Super Bowl out in L.A. a few years back. I did that interview one on one. 
Remember why? Uh, that's right. I had food poisoning. <laughs> yeah, you were in the room trying to clean up. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but Mayo, talking about, you know, there should be some end of season award for that. Like that d- display of courage. By you? Sort of, yes. You want courage. like a purple heart? I feel like I would get something, some sort of award where like nobody else, nobody else would do what I did. Nobody. The throwing up out of you, just, you know, pooping all over the place. Company appreciated it. Is that a bad of a good job? Amazing! You I can't believe I, I, I should have done that. I'm still scarred Such by it. A company I st- man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I do what's best. <laughs> All right, um, Gerard Mayo is he another good coach leaving here? You know, is you guys think he's a good coach? Yes. I think. I mean, from the reports that we had, I think it was last year's talking about how he and Steve Belichick kind of are running this defense, but Steve's not necessarily good in front of a crowd. Right, like so that <laughs> like this that. is like a report that like Mayo is the one that like talks to his defense, is out commands a room. He leads the meetings, and when you talk to him, you 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 know Mayo. Like I remember him back in the NBC days with Tommy Curran and seeing him all the time. This dude is like a leader. Just when he speaks, he's and he's got a great personality. Like he's he seems like the full package. I don't know if he's going to be a successful head coach or not. You think Steve Belichick struggles in front of his players? All I heard was blah blah blah, <laughs> Matt Ryan, blah blah blah, mobility. <laughs> I think so. A well, little bit. Not blah, 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 but... <laughs> so question is, actually, I think that's kind of funny. Like, oh I think gosh. that was kind of funny by Steve. But, um, so Mayo, what is the future of Gerard Mayo? You know, like, they don't, neither one of these guys, they're still linebacker coaches. Like, both of them. This guy's been interviewing now, last year. There's interest in Gerard Mayo. That's why I thought it was really interesting. Last night, BST. Actually, no, it was just uh, NBC Sports Boston. It was the early edition. And they had Burt Breer on. They had Tommy Curran on. They had Phil Perry on. Jeez. Now, they're all talking. Is this all one clip? Okay, so they're all talking about Gerard Mayo's future. And they all came at it from different angles as far as, like, what it means for him. I thought it was very interesting. This is the three of them kind of back and forth here, or should say one at a time, talking about the future of Gerard Mayo. Bert, when it comes to, 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 to Gerard Mayo, mm-hmm. I, I mean, are we looking at the possibility of Bill Belichick losing another key member of his staff? Absolutely, and I don't think it necessarily even has to be for a head coaching job. If you look across the league right now, because there's been such a propensity to hire offensive coaches, there's just an enormous backlog of defensive coaches who are qualified and ready. Dan Quinn waiting for his second shot, Raheem Morris, D'Amico Ryans, uh, Ejiro Evero in Denver. There is this long list of qualified defensive coordinators who are waiting on taking that next step. And you got to do things to separate yourself. And right now, Gerard Mayo isn't calling the defense and doesn't have the title. So he's sort of fighting upstream against some of these other guys. I think he wants to stay in this area. But if he doesn't have the chance to call the defense, that could hamstring him in this process where there could be tiebreakers in play with some of the other qualified defensive coaches. And, guys, I, I, you know, I, I look at it and you know, I don't think he's going to go across the country to coach another team. But if Philly loses Jonathan Gannon, they interviewed him a couple of years ago, would they hire him? If Cleveland fires Joe Woods, would he go there? Like these places where he wouldn't have to move his family and he could kind of commute back and forth and call a defense? I could certainly see that happening. So I think they do stand to lose Mayo after this year, potentially. First off, check on Trenny. You okay? You choking? Okay? Was that her coffin? I think so. Jeez, <laughs> put a mask on. So, okay, so. That, that, that was Burpier. We did break him up into three because I get into it a little bit. But he brings up a good point because there are a lot of defensive coordinators. With D'Amico Ryan out in San Francisco, another one. Like, there's mm-hmm. some defensive coordinators that can get a job. So he doesn't necessarily have to leave for a head coaching job. 
But if he was, because contrary to popular belief around here with the gaslighting, titles do matter. Okay? And they matter to a guy like Gerard Mayo. He doesn't have a title. Gerard Mayo was to go to the Eagles or San Fran and be a defensive coordinator. That's the next step. Right? So he could actually leave for a real title, defensive coordinator. I would just say we know that he was interviewing for head coaching positions. How much of that was, you know... uh, I don't know, Rooney Rule related, how much of it was like. The, Deserve, like, honest well, to God. Well, why if, don't they, you were, if like they were you? like, we love Gerard Mayo, we see you in four years or something like that. You know, but like bringing him in, talking to him, a vision, whatever, down the road. Uh, I think he's extremely qualified. It's also a league where it values in terms of head coaches right now the offensive side of the ball. Everybody wants somebody from the Shanahan coaching tree, the Mike Shanahan coaching tree. Everybody wants somebody who can coach up a young quarterback and you can have him on a cheap contract and then turn him into something really special and have him be Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or whatever. Like, that is what the league is valuing right now, which is adding to that backlog of the defensive coaches that he just talked about. So it's kind of a tough position to be in when that's the side of the ball that your value is on when there's a whole lot of other guys who are also in line and qualified for that head coaching job, but it's not the trend can to I, pick can right I add now. to that? Um, with all these, and I don't know the defensive coordinators around the league. I'm not even going to pretend to know them. But with all the offensive-minded head coaches, don't you think what they need, maybe they're not happy with their defensive coordinator. You know, Mike McDaniel's sitting there saying, listen, I got the offense. I need somebody for this defense that I'm not happy with. O'Connell up in Minnesota. I got the offense, but my defense needs work. You know, uh, you know what I mean. So, like some of these offensive-minded coaches, Josh McDaniels, my defense is a mess. I mean, that wouldn't be a fit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're giving up points left and right. We're running press coverage up seven, you know, up six with thirty seconds to go. Like, we're we're a mess. So now the offensive-minded coaches are out there looking for high-qualified defensive coaches. And that's all I think it takes for him to leave. Not even a head coach. Really? See, I feel like Mayo really thinks that his next step is a head coaching gig. And I, th- I think from the outside, that would look like a big jump to some people. But he's so well-respected here. He's so re- well-respected around the league. The thing that I think where he would move, what would essentially be like a lateral move and a lot of responsibility but he would get the title elsewhere if Belichick doesn't give it to him next year, um, is that there's just, there's so, there's no succession plan here, it looks like. Like, there is no succession plan. Nobody seems to have any concept of how much longer Bill's going to be the head coach here, if it's going to be three years, if it's going to be six years. Like, everybody just looks at the Shula record and and assumes that that whatever it takes for Bill to, to get that record then it'll be done. Nobody knows that. He said that he didn't want to coach into his 70s. Now he's 70. It seems yeah. like he's not interested in hanging it up anytime soon. Who is... um Okay, so if, if Mayo speaks in front of the team and Belichick, Steve Belichick, calls the plays, because he looks like he's the one who's actually calling in the he plays. He calls the plays. Okay, so I'm trying to figure out, like, did, did Bill set this up on purpose so neither one gets like more credit than the other one? 
Like so, really, like if if you had to say, if Bill was forced to say defensive, who's closer to being the true defensive corner? Who would he say well, it would be? Let's play Tommy Curran because oh. he jumps in after Burt Breer and talks about the Mayo situation as well. I don't think that just the title is going to assuage Gerard Mayo at this juncture. I think that he believes, at this point, after two years of interviewing and another year with the team, that he's ready to spread his wings. He is a guy who wants the next challenge. As Albert pointed out, if he has an opportunity to go someplace else and be a defensive coordinator because it will help move him along and move the needle, as Albert said earlier today, he would do that. Previously, he didn't feel like that was a move, but he really would like an opportunity to be a head coach. So I think just saying, hey, you want the title, would make everything okay for Gerard. Previously, my understanding is that it was offered to make Steve and Gerard co defensive coordinators and that was something that Gerard and his camp blocked at because they felt as if he did a lot more of the coordinating Ooh. while Steve was a play caller. They've worked well together but I think Gerard is kind of bursting at the seams, Phil, to spread his wings. So again, I think Curran's it's pretty Spot tied on. in. Pretty tied in. Yes. Well, they used to be co-hosts together. Yes. And <laughs> still buddies. Does it sort of sound like, hey, I'm doing all the coordinating. I'm doing the legwork, and you're letting him just call the plays. So it looks like he's doing the play calling, right? Like so, and and this is the other thing. Like if if Mayo said, "I want to be the defensive coordinator," what is he going? What's Bill going to do with his son? Titles aren't the most important thing in the world around here. But, you know what I mean? Like okay, Mayo, you're the co- you're the defensive coordinator. He's dad. <laughs> what am I, dad? Yeah. Well, if he's the defensive coordinator, what am I? Yeah. You're just a linebacker. So I don't. I don't call plays anymore, Dad. I got stepped over. Like you know what I mean. So that's like a weird. If I want the defensive coordinator position, okay. So and, and so I think that him taking a defensive coordinator job at another place is not even a lateral move. It's lower than a lateral move. It's like beneath him. No, it's actually recognition because right now I feel like Steve Belichick nationally is the one that's on the camera. Yeah, but I also the plays. that's fine. But I, I think. But I also. <laughs> I also think that people in the league know better. Well, I think they look at that's why Mayo is getting all the jobs. When Mayo interviews, like you know, because um, I remember that interview. I feel like I was part of that interview, but maybe I was just delusional, you know, because he talked about, uh, or other people were talking about how like this is just they, they really wanted to just meet him and talk with him, and they weren't his first choice. They already had somebody else like kind of in mind, but they were blown away by by him. They just think he needs another year. Of seasoning, like that, like he's almost ready. When he interviews, I think he blows people away. So I don't think that he, like Mike Vrabel, um, not just to use that as an example, was a defensive coordinator, but his defense sucked. They were terrible. When he was a coordinator of Houston, they were terrible. Yeah. So it wasn't like he had this. He just had a you know right spot, right right time. John Robinson, there was a connection there. They knew each other. But Robinson said, "Listen, this is an up and coming guy." I don't, he doesn't need to have a successful defense for me to understand and identify the fact that he's a really good leader of men. And that, to me, is what these all these other coaches like lacked. Mayo was not going to run, run up into some new uh, you know, team meeting of some new team and act like Bill. None of those, team, none of those guys on the team are going to sit there and go, he's trying to beat Bill. He's never going to do that, ever. So right away, he's going to get more respect than any of these other guys because he was a player first. Right, and he just won't allow himself. I think he's too secure in his manhood Don't or his coaching he'll ability. More, he'll be more like Vrabelish. Yes, he'll, it'll be his own his own thing. style. He's got a great personality to go with. Let's play Phil Perry to wrap it up here. This is Phil Perry talking about adding on to it. Phil Perry, we got it there, right? 
I think it probably would be his dream job to stay here with the Patriots. And even if it meant trying to fill the shoes, the the massive, unfillable shoes of Bill Belichick at head coach, I, I think he would be very open to that down the line. But if that's still a long way away and he feels his best path toward becoming a head coach eventually is to move on, broaden that network, and maybe develop more relationships with front office types around the league because we know owners are so set on hiring coaches who are married in some way, shape, or form to their general manager the way Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler were last offseason for the Raiders I think that would have a lot of value for him so it would not shock me if Gerard Mayo ended up taking an opportunity elsewhere next season it is my understanding that this is the last year of his contract here in New England last year of his deal Nick Cayley's on his last year of his deal too right there's some rumors maybe he goes out to Vegas <clears throat> that would actually be great because there'd be um, spots for these other two guys Joe Judge and Matt Patricia to slide into so let's say Mayo leaves Matt Patricia back to the defense Tight end coach leaves. Joe Judge back to coaching tight end. Go coach tight end. Are those improvements? Oh doesn't matter. You need to get it those. Doesn't matter. The two power for two. Listen, it'll it'll Matt Patricia will be much Addition better on the defense side. As long as they're not in charge of the quarterback or calling plays. Isn't the on-field leader of your defense also probably going to be departing? Devin McCourty. Yeah, I mean he's the locker room leader. Yeah, Special but I but I feel way. like. What, what do you Slater's think? Yeah, I'm just thinking about like the coaching if Deron <laughs> Mayo departs, and then I mean you do have a leadership void there then. Uh, but Bentley's there, so yeah, and I, I mean, like Adrian Phillips is a great guy. Like there, there's guys in there that, younger... are, that are like good character guys. I, it's just like it is losing some of the prestige and the holdovers from the glory days. Okay, well I will say this though: there's there's always been a really unique, uh, impressive succession plan when it comes to. Patriots leadership on the field and you can start all the way back to 2000 2001 and how there has always been a guy a couple guys that become like that that commission like that oh yeah guy you know and McCordy's gonna probably be gone and Slater's probably gonna be gone so you look at a guy like Bentley you look at a guy like Duggar you look at a guy like maybe one of the young corners maybe Jonathan Jones how you doing man you good how you doing man right. how about Jack Mabuck? Jones huh Oh, Jack Jones. He's got a voice. I mean, there. How about that guy? We love him. No, I let you know. I mean, th- imagine that guy like fantastic. doing the all yeah. I guy. want that to be the new all yeah. Uh, these first half highlights. That'd be fantastic. Let me take a call quick. Let's go to Danny and Waltham. Go ahead, Danny. Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. I'll be uh, I'll be pretty quick. Uh, just had a a story I thought was pretty fun holding on for a while. When I was uh, about eight and ten, me and my brother, one of our earliest Red Sox games were with our parents. Basically, every time you came out to bat, you know, the whole crowd's chanting, chanting your name, chanting Lou. Yeah. And uh, throughout the game, my mom uh, is getting more and more concerned because she thinks you must think that the entire crowd is booing you. And how could, you know, you be okay with that? So by the time you get home, she's on the phone in the Middlesex County phone book <laughs> looking up. You know, your na- she ended up leaving a message on what I assume must have been your mother's house yes. or something. Who yeah. knows? Yep. With me, my brother, and my dad screaming in the background, <laughs> just embarrassed, like to to our core, that she was doing this because she could not get it. Uh, so that was just one of my earlier memories. But I just, I guess, I would say, <laughs> I, this thing, just know that you know everyone's everyone's pulling your back. Nobody's booing you in general. I think Appreciate that is it, that is that is a great story. So his mother. Was so like thanks, uh, thanks, concerned Daddy. with like uh, called you my know, mom, your called feet. your mom, called your house. Like back when they had phone books, found your number, your your listed number, and left the message just so everybody knew. Like I just want to make sure that you know that it's not boo. 
I don't want Louie feeling <laughs> upset about the, the, the fans little at Fenway. Louis. Little Louie. I mean, that's awesome. Uh, all right. As you guys uh, might have found out today or not, but uh, obviously it was in the papers. There was a press release here in this building. There's a lot of changes going on in this building. Uh, our show will be breaking up uh, at the first of the year. Uh, my last show will be next Tuesday. Forey will be all the way to January 1st. He's going to be in here every single day. Wow. Company man. <laughs> we'll we'll get into that as well and some of the other Not moves on the other side. Earlier today, this morning, the press release was sent out. There's some changes uh, that will be in this station. I know uh, if you listen to this show, I was on here on Monday to let you know that I was leaving this program uh, the first of the year. And I'm going to be moving on to doing some games in the booth. There are some other things that I plan on doing as well that uh, I'm excited about that are being worked on. Um, we'll probably find out later on. But still, uh, I wasn't the only one affected by this. So Rich Keefe today did his final Gresham Keefe. He will be now going at night. Um, Christian will be leaving this show as well. He will be going to middays with Gresh. The afternoon drive uh, for now. You know, I, nobody really knows what's going on there yet you know, on this show here, but Arkan and Mago will be taking over, <clears throat> and then we'll kind of they'll go from there. And at night, uh, Manansky, my man Mike, he uh, he's going to be out, so he's going to join us actually at five twenty every Friday. We do Mutt versus the show at five thirty, so he's going to come in for a little extended time. So we're going to hang out with Mutt for a while. It could be twenty, it could be forty. He made a hand signal at me with numbers, and I wasn't paying attention. Right, we'll get Mutt in here, but he is. Uh, we wish him all the best. I, but I he just, is here. I started the show with Mutt in two thousand eleven, I believe. Mutt and Lou. Uh, neither one of us really knew what the hell we were doing. Literally had no idea what we were doing. They just turned the mics on. You know, we had producers. I think Zarbano actually started off as, a, and the, we just had no clue. The cafeteria. Lou is open. And <laughs> listen to that AM buzz. Oh, my yeah. God. Was oh, that AM? Days. Oh, yeah, 8.50. Yeah, wow. So, and and I, I tell you what. Lou is open. I can't say enough about Mutt. I think how talented he is, how great of a job that he did. Like, hosting your own show at night is not easy. Like, the three of us play off of one another. Like, I talk, you talk, you talk, we talk. You know what I mean? We take calls, whatever. By yourself, programming a show, I think he is outstanding. I think he was fantastic with the Red Sox pregame show. Um, I think the station's going to miss him. I think he's extremely talented. I know he's going to land in his feet because he's just that good. But the reality is our show will be broken up. Uh, we've been together since, what, May? I think it's been a fantastic run. I want to thank all of our listeners because you guys have obviously you know shown that you've enjoyed it by some of the numbers. You know This fall book is going to come out probably in a couple of weeks or a week from now, whenever it is, and it's going to be... Probably the best book this station's had in five five years, I would say. So it's been very successful, and that's top to bottom, six A to six P. I yeah. think it's uh, it, everything's been kind of flowing well. But sometimes you make decisions, sometimes you move forward. There's a lot of things go into those decisions. But unfortunately for us, uh, I think the three of us will miss being together. We have I've had so much fun, <laughs> like on this show, <laughs> like seriously, like you know we had the MFers for a while. Yeah, you know we were a wolf pack. Yeah, it was just two of us, of Lou. just two and. <laughs> then Mego came along, and nobody really knew what to expect. And Mego, I say, you have been outstanding. You have fit right in with the guys. Uh, you're extremely talented. I know you're going to be successful. I think you know, I speak for Christian too. We wish you all the best. I know you'll be successful. But I am amazed at how you just fit in with us. And now I know for sure. <laughs> I just added two more guys to my wolf pack. So I, you know, you I wish you all the best. Easy. You made it very easy. Well, why don't you um, tell us what we mean to you? I'm going to do that next week. 
Well, yeah, I don't yeah. do that we'll, next uh, Tuesday will be looking I'm for kidding. strippers and cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Tuesday will well, be you our know, last I'll show. I'll say, like, right. when I'm out and about, people ask me all the time what you guys are like. Because they're like, you know, oh, ex-athletes, what's that <laughs> like? And you guys are both just, I mean, you're weirdos. But you're some of the <laughs> n- most normal, down-to-earth, just solid people that I've worked with in this business, which is ironic because you're both ex-professional athletes. Mm, yeah. Like, that's not the rep that a lot of ex-athletes have. But it's like, you know, every as soon as this show started, it was every day, like, on the grind from waking up. I, I started waking up earlier because I knew if I woke up after 8.30, there's going to be, like... <laughs> 25 to 35 text messages and I'm already behind the ball. I mean, that's what it's like with you guys. And so you have real work ethic. And then when we get in here, it allows us to have fun because we know that we've prepared the show. And so then we can go off the rails and not have to worry about like, (laughs) oh, my God, what are we going to do next? Because we've already prepped everything. I think it's funny. There's like she did figure out like the whole like a like the one o'clock getting here early. (laughs) We were just sitting here at like 12, 45. And no matter what she did, she was always the last one in. And next thing I know, I was like, up, oh, late again, huh? And I go, well, what do you mean? How many late agains did Christian give you to where you're All like, okay, time. I'll start getting here at 1245, I guess, 1230 or like, Then there's one time I got here at like 1230 and Christian was like, yeah, I've been here since 11. And I was like, what is wrong with you? Like, seriously, what is wrong with you? Prepping, getting work done. Making sure everybody's got everything they need. Or the kids were home that day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I to get the hell out of the house. Uh, no, no, it's been fun. Wait, it's so who was really who was the most intimidating? Um, well, like, were it's got to be me. Yeah. Because he's not. Look at yeah, him. I mean, it was Lou. You, Lou gives off an intimidating vibe, right? You know like who he's was? Very serious Ryan. sometimes. It was Ryan. Yeah, he is. He's it was Ryan. Because Ryan comes in in a huff. And then he goes out in a huff. And then sometimes, like, I didn't know when I'm I started a, this show, I didn't know how to ask for sound bites or you're anything. You're very polite. Well, so I'm I'd a torrent like, of force. I'd just be like, and then, you know, Tom Curran was on NBC Sports last night. And I'd look over and I'd be like, right, Ryan? And he'd be like, what are you, like, what are you no, doing? That's no, that's not true. No, that's, no, that's, not, that's true. not true at all. That's a lie. That's okay, Megal. Next time, could you just oh, yeah. give me a little heads up? With oh, us, yeah. With us, the arms go up yeah. and there's a yelling and screaming. But with you, it was like, that's okay, Mego. It's Nobody okay. has softened up Ryan more than I know. Mego. I know what I was doing. Nobody. This, I still don't know what I'm doing. This guy. <laughs> yes, you do. Nobody no. has softened him up more than you. How like, did this fall to me? Well, because, like, I mean, listen. You asked who's the most intimidating on the yeah, show. Yeah, and I don't, like, like, yes, I mean, Ryan is very serious about his work, and especially when all of us are in that back room and then finally he's like a parent oh, we're who can't a, handle his kids bickering. I'm trying to put a show together and you guys are having a full-blown conversation I'm turning the volume up louder and See, louder. See, I knew that's what you were doing. I know. He tries exactly to get rid of us doing. by turning the volume up and so like he's we're good talking. He gets mad. Like, we should probably leave. Yeah, Ryan, you are the best. He is. Thank you, you really are. But and he gets mad are, when we start laughing. I know, he does. <laughs> but I will say this. We're getting ready. A lot of guys behind that glass don't get the appreciation that they should. You know, we're on the air all the time. Those guys behind the glass put the show on. Those guys behind the glass get the sound ready. Those guys behind the glass, the timing that Ryan has with some of these drops that make us laugh. The opens that are every single show. Best part of the show. We start off laughing, which mm-hmm. is nothing better than doing that, no, right? Just laughing because of the opens and the time that he puts in. He's here at 11 a.m. for a 2 o'clock show. He leaves at 8.30 at night, sometimes 9. Uh, but we appreciate all of it. You are outstanding. You have grown with us. You know, as far as the show, whether we were a mess for a while, whatever, we figured this thing out. Uh, you know, and I think we put better shows together, and you were a huge part of that. 
I can't thank you enough, and you don't get enough credit Absolutely. for what you do. I agree with everything you just said. <laughs> in, in, in all honesty, th- this has been this has been so much fun, and it's it's very difficult because I feel like something I I'm, I'm going to be a child about it. Something I enjoy a lot is being taken from me, and I'm not happy about it. But I'll always look back at what the last seven months of this show in basically seven years in radio for me has been. Some of the most fun, like just sit. I'm I'm back here, and Mutt can attest to this later. I'm back in a studio by myself, listening to stuff we did three hours ahead, laughing my ass off like a crazy person alone in a studio because it truly has been that much fun. And with this group, when Tyler was here, Arcan joining us, all the help that I get behind the scenes, it's going to be very difficult to replicate just how important this has been to me. Uh, basically, since Megan joined the show, yeah. So it's Me- felt right. So I yep. know. So Megos really the catalyst. Yeah, no. she brought us all she, together. Is she I'm like the, the catalyst. The she, I was is the she sprinkles. The, is she like I'm what's just the sprinkles? I mean, if I was like a superhero movie guy, I would know what the whole hand thing is with the superhero guy. He puts the, the little Infinity shit, stone, stone. The Infinity Stone. Or why she the do last, I know? Oh, she was the last stone. No, you hate those things. The origin I think it, you story. know why? It's because oh, I worked the with Fitzy for you. Oh, that's right. <laughs> she was the last. She's the Infinity Stone. Then killed off half the world. Yes, yes. When she got it. Once we got her. It's funny. Like as soon as she got that stone, now we're dead. That. Is an awesome point, Megan. <laughs> yeah, that is an awesome there point. All right, listen, we're gonna take a break. Like we said, uh, we'll get more into this stuff. Like Monday will be, you know, react to football. There's no question about yep. it. But Tuesday will officially be the last yeah, time. Lou and I will be. Together. Yeah, Lou and I will be be our last show. For you got to tell someone if you're doing the show Wednesday or not. <laughs> Christian, and I, <laughs> <laughs> Christian's supposed to work the rest of the week, but he's convinced he's, I just don't he's leaving think with it's me. Right? I don't think it's right. <laughs> he's leaving with he me. Feel like this. I see the Jerry Maguire. Uh, Who's got the fish in the little little plastic bag? Who's coming with me? Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? No, you got a, you got other stuff on your Don't mind. Don't you have that the other get seat? ready for? Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's right. This I'm gonna. Is, I this think, is you and Gresh. Do you think I could convince Gresh to have this as our like theme song? It's just like you know. I'm sure he's flexible with these kinds of things. You're going down there with Gresh. Oh, he better yeah. be Staged flexible. marriage. Oh, yeah. Yep, and, and arranged marriage. Yep. It's going to be awkward yeah, a little bit. Yeah, arranged marriage. The two of you just yeah. sitting here like going over what you want. Like just for some reason is <laughs> in the spa with like a rock waterfall. Careful. I've, I've heard Gresh has a latex allergy. Body oils. Gresh really. shirts off. You guys are putting oil on each yeah. other. It's getting weird. <laughs> it's getting freaking weird. Hey, I'm going to make you love me. Yeah. And to you, our listeners, There's we can't like thank you guys enough. Yeah. yeah, and it's just like my hands touch his face real slowly and I... Caresses. Caresses his, his facial his hair. His little little stubble right there and I kind of hold his... And I walk my way down. Let's let's let's, let's uh, can we can we can we please can we, go to break? can we please go to break? Go to break. Holy smokes! We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.